Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the patrons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elite and our mate at supercoachchampion.com. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bobs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey, the Bobs Express is back. And we're advancing down the preseason sort of uh, runway, if you like, Corey. So today we'll, we'll talk a little bit structures, but before we do that, mate, where can we see this up on social media? Uh, find us on Patreon and Twitter at SC Elite. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube at Supercoach Elites. Hopefully, hopefully the serial pest uh, gets his shit in order and we can get back on the YouTube channel. I mean, it's probably on to us, Bombs. We're just kind of just throwing in podcasts left, right, and centre at the moment, so... They're going I, good. You enjoying it? I would have thought, without the view of our heads, the podcast is probably well, yeah. well received. <laughs> the view, the viewership is up. Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, it's uh, it's been good. Look, I'm excited for Supercoach again now. You've got me in the mood, so uh, I'm ready. I'm ready, boss. Well, Corey, I just think we can be ready all we want, but there's just never enough time in the preseason to to really sort of get ready. I would have thought. Always good to go now. So we're talking structures today. We will probably have another structure talk, I'd say, in I reckon maybe about a week out from the pre uh, from the actual uh, round one kicking off. Um, how many times have you changed your structure in probably the last week or two? Um, well, since Ron Marshall went down and I brought in the two big boys in the ruck, then it doesn't change an awful lot, I have to say. I'm, um, I change about four positions on the field, and so that's probably how I'll, um, I'll talk about my structure a bit later, but there's probably four or five players now that just constantly kind of switch between each other, and I'm just trying to work out which is the combo I like the best. Yeah, so we right now, would you say you're more of a, the structure set, and now it's just a, you know, what players fit into that mould, or...? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. I think my um, my structure is kind of set in terms of um, well, no, it's not set because you know one one time I might buy uh, you know a primo defender, but then I bring in another mid price uh, uh, midfielder. But then I'm like, no, 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 I want the premium midfielder, so I sacrifice the mid price midfielder. So the structure kind of always fluctuates, just depending on who and what's going on between those four or five positions, and then obviously depending on what we hear about the rookies as well. You know, there's some more expensive than others. You know, how's that and going? Is he flying? Is evil flying? And trying to fit these guys in, the real kind of money-making options, and then whatever money's left over, I'm just trying to then to, to fill with as many primos as possible on every other line. Yep. How you going? Still listening? Going and catching up on all the potties? Well, you know, we only recorded the other one yesterday, Corey, and I can confidently say that I've already listened to it. Oh, there you go. I reckon you listen to it as soon as you, you shut down the computer, mate. Well, look. I just hope the listeners can take one out of my uh, book, Corey. They can just listen to it. They drop a little favourite icon next to it there, Corey. Now, I don't do this. I don't even leave comments because I think that might be a little egotistical. But, I mean, <laughs> they can feel free to drop a little comment there if they wish to, Corey. That's always helpful. Your little auto affectation you've got going on. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot my next question there. Look, let's get straight into the structure line. Um do you want to go line by line and talk about what you're looking at in each line and if anything's changed? Yeah, no worries. I've, yep. um, well, what I've got at this point, Corey, um, now this is a team, as I said, I was going to post to Patreon, so I know the people here, they might get a little excited because they're going to get a little insight as to, to what the Patreon members just got a view at, Corey. Um, but I've got the two premium um, defenders. Um, one mid-price defender, 
and then uh, rookies on field, and all rookies sub 150k. But there is two boys there above, you know, so sorry, between 130 to 150,000. So uh, if we sort of attribute some numbers to this, Corey, I'd say it's um, it's two two primos, one mid pricer, um, and then zero of that next bracket of like say you know 200,000 to to 300,000, you know, because there's a fair few players floating around in that bracket. And then, you know, one, two, three, four, five, sub 200,000. Is your mid-pricer kind of locked in, or have you had to play with a couple of different players? Or Well, yeah, my mid-pricer, that's one of the positions that keep fluctuating. So it fluctuates between Zach Williams, who I consider a mid-pricer, and McDonald, who's probably more of a premium. Um, it just oh, depends on... Like three primos, but yep. Yeah, but... So looking at the price and everything, it just depends on whether I need that 50 or 60K somewhere else, which with the current team I have, I need that to get someone else in my team. So it's, you know, I prefer McDonald over Zach Williams, don't get me wrong. I think he's going to have a much better year, better chance for top six, all the rest of it. But just that 50 grand gets me something else that I currently want in my team. That's your play around at the moment is uh, the whole... Zach Williams, McDonald, where's that money kind of get used? Um, and I'm the same. I've got the three big boys down back. I'm calling Luke McDonald a premium at the moment, so um, hasn't gone too far out of my team since recording. I haven't really switched around too many premium players. I actually haven't really had too many plays in general. Um, I've kind of just let it go. Now, I think this is why this structure podcast is so important, because... You don't really have to start moving rookie here, there, everywhere. You just need to figure out that price point that you know that you're going. Um, you know, I got Happy Chappy in down back now uh, that I was just doing while we were recording, but before that, that was Lachlan Jones. So I already had that you know marked out as your kind of mid-price defender position. So it's easy enough to just switch around and move things and and move all the pieces. Um, but I'm the same as you down back, mate. It's Lloyd Laird, McDonald. Uh, Lloyd Laird being the non-negotiables, and then McDonald, yeah. obviously that piece. That you, and it's the same thing. I have had a look at, you know, what can McDonald get me elsewhere on the field if I go down. I, I really like him at the moment, so I, can't, I don't think I'll be going around that. And then you know those five rookies. I think defensive rookies were going to be almost kissed on the dick with on-field points too. So I don't want to go t- too top-heavy down back. I've even flirted with the idea kind of more mentally rather than playing with it uh, the, with just the two big boys as well down back yeah. um, and potentially looking you know up forward or into the midfield um, you know smashing that Luke McDonald money in there somewhere too so but right now I'm three down back with the uh, five rookies floating around them yeah I'm with you on that because um, the, yeah I, I do like defender rookies or I like the names anyway at this point yeah. in the season and from what we've heard it, it seems to be all relatively good um, just want to put a caveat on some of this for you. know, when we talk about premiums and stuff, um, and I know what our teams are kind of like, we, we've got the, you know, the absolute most expensive blokes in every position as well. So for some people who, for whatever reason, think they're not going to start the season with Jake Lloyd, they might be able to quite comfortably afford, you know, Ryan, Laird, and, you know, someone else at that kind of 550 kind of price. Um, so they could quite comfortably get the three primos in there as well. But it's just a matter of how your money's kind of distributed. Because if you also run Neil and if you're running Gorn, it just, you know, it might take 100K, um, you know, from someone else that, you know, potentially that's someone, you know, these other teams might be running an extra mid-price or an extra premium into the season because they haven't really got the top-end um, big dogs. And I just think it's a smarter strategy to start with them, Corey, because 
um, there's not going to be many times throughout the year where they're actually going to be um, much lower than what they're currently at. And if that's the case, um, it's always such a scramble to find like two downgrades, potentially even sometimes three downgrades just to make one upgrade to one of these guys. And you want to be limiting that as much as possible given the, um, you know, the complexities of injury and suspension and form and, and all the other stuff and limited trades that uh, the Supercoach uh, game sort of throws into the equation. Yeah. Oh, well said, mate. Um, your midfield. How's that sitting at the moment? How now? This is kind of a line that I think can have a lot of, um, you know, tug time with. Um, how's that looking right now? Oh, so I've gone four. Yep. What I would consider to be four premiums, but two underpriced premiums yep. is what I'm calling good, them. Good wording. Underpriced premiums. Oh no no four with no, two no. underpriced. Pre- gotcha. Four, yep. Okay. Which yep. includes two underpriced premiums and then one mid-pricer and then. Uh, well, I've got one rookie at around the 200k mark, um, Tom Powell at 150, and the other four guys are 123 or less. Yep. So a little bit heavier than in there that I would say is, what what kind of uh, have we got the absolute cream of the crop in Lockie Neal? Well, I've got Neil Oliver, yep. Walsh, Cripps, Heppel. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Now and now you've used that Heppel pick to to obviously go that top heavy with Neil Oliver. So yeah. So if I and this is an example of why we talk about structure, because my structure changes. If, if I all of a sudden am not confident on Heppel, then Heppel goes to another you know, 120k guy, and then what happens is all of a sudden I've got the money to put that on top of Zach Williams and get him all the way you know, to the top, essentially. Yeah. But also, um, I can also got a fair bit of money there left over to put that on top of someone like Sam Walsh, potentially, as well. But I kind of like the idea of saying with Walsh. He's, he's been my boy since... Um, well, since before he was even drafted, almost, Corey. And, uh, you know, I've got an infatuation with him. I took him pick, pick one in uh, Keeper League um, when we first started off as well in, in his debut year. So um, just wouldn't feel right if I didn't have Sam Walsh. Just use the thing he's going to do good things. With uh, back onto that structure talk, is there too many structures that teams can play with as well? Is it safe to, like, keep in your mind, like, all right, well, this is kind of like what I like. This is plan A, B, and C. How deep can that planning go? Can you do you think that teams can plan from A B C D E F G, or is it just you know look at two or three, or just one or two? It's is there a wrong or right answer? No, I think, yeah, I think there is. I think you can play too much. Yep. Um, you can rub it a bit raw, if you know what I mean, Corey. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you know rubbing it less might mean better rubs if you haven't rubbed it as much. You're a little bit less hurt when uh, <laughs> when it comes to performing in round one. There's less fatigue as well, yeah. for you. although some people might say if you're fatigued, you might go a little longer, but less I, strongly disagree, I strongly disagree with that. I think if you're fatigued, you can't. Yeah, anyway, for it, but I think they're just getting a bit too much of the sex talk here. Um, that's Brett's domain. We don't that's Brett's domain, that's right. Well, this is just what I've been told. From actually, I've got an impressive story, actually. You remind me if I to share that about Brett. No. Um, on the yeah, pod or off the pod? No, no, no. It's all about on the pod. It's not like a distance to Um... No, you can't play too much because some of the enjoyment, I think, with Supercoach is the franticness, that panicking, the decisions you've got all of a sudden half an hour to make, you know, pre-game. We're going to have the spanner of no Thursday night teams, like just rolling, you know, sort of team reveals day after day after day, sort of 24 hours before each match. That's going to be shit and, and that's going to cause a lot of angst and anxiety, I would have thought, and, and Supercoach is going to reach new levels in, in that space. But you certainly can play too much because 
the more you play, the worse it gets. I think you need to settle now. What you need to do is you need to settle on your non-negotiables, and they're your premiums. The guys that no matter what happens around them, in terms of what mid prices are in form, which ones are going to break out, which rookies you're going to select, no matter what happens, you're going to have 60% of your team, I think, or even 70% of your team locked in. So for us at the moment, that's players like, um, well, when I say us, I mean me, that's players like Lloyd, Laird, Neil, Oliver, Cripps, uh, Gorn, Grundy, Danger, Dusty. You know, all these kind of guys, they're, they're the guys for me that's just like, you know what, I'm not going to contemplate trading them out, I'm not going to switch them to anyone. That's just going to form the crux of my team. You know, it's funny, it's like when you say, uh, you know, it's when you talk about, I'll oh, speak for us, I oh, know, just speak for me, they're literally exactly what I've brought The same players. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. As you were talking through them, I was going through each line. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. Um, yeah, well, and that's the that's the important thing, and I'm glad you brought that up. This year's going to be a fucking mess when it comes to teams. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's just don't just... trade early. It's probably one of the yeah. best things we could talk about as well. 100% can't trade early, and I think we almost, unless we got confirmed debutants, we just have to take what we're given as they sort of get released. Unfortunately, and um, that's probably not going to be the only thing shit with football this year, Corey, the fucking new 50 metres for standing the mark. But that's going to, I'll tell you now, that they, it will not surprise me if halfway through the first quarter of that Carlton Richmond game, on the 18th of March, Corey, that they just lose 50% of your shit because they absolutely hate the rule. It is going to be a shizer now of, of a display, a, I think. It's a bad rule, I think. Um, shocking. Yeah. So I've kind of got a, a little bit of a different setup to you when it comes to my midfield. I've got the two very, very top-heavy boys in Neil and Oliver, the non-negotiables. And then I would say I've got probably two underpriced primos and then almost a mid-pricer. So I've got Cripps round Taranto at the moment. Um, I've gone pretty light on in the midfield and then rounded it out with a 150 and then, you know, your one two 150s and then your 123s all the way through, hoping that we might get a couple of 117s and 102s. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I think... Gone, I reckon that's two primos, one underpriced in Paddy Cripps and then two mid-prices because I, I don't think there's a lot of history there that, that would suggest that... Um, Real and Taranto can Yeah, well, Real, look, Real's obviously the big gamble. You know, you, you're banking on a player who's played six games to, yeah, to so come that's and impress. Price, so that's not an underpriced yeah, primo okay, yeah. yeah, that could be a... You know, I wouldn't even call it a mid-price. I'd almost call it a real gamble pick, to be honest. Um, and that's one that, you know, Real might change. I think as we get closer to the season, his ownership of 50% will almost plummet. Um, but I'm really big on Matty Rao, you know I am. I've, you know, called him to score 132, so I can't see how I don't start with him. And I like the Tim Taranto spot at the moment, too. I, I just think there's a lot of value in the midfield, um, almost too much value for me to pass up. And whether Tim Taranto stays Tim Taranto or Tim Taranto becomes a, a Cunners or a Heppel or, you know, one of those ones, if they look, you know, and impress me. I've even thought about going in, you know, an extra kind of bottom dollar player there too and looking at real value in the midfield so that's probably really the most outlandish thing that I've thought about because um, I, I don't think the, the back line one is overly risky I even thought about with that Luke McDonald going down and going real top heavy and getting you know Taranto to Fife and um, potentially Raul up as well so they're kind of just the situations that I'm playing with but still the structure feels very very similar uh, throughout and I, I'm 
you know, I'm a fence sitter bombs. And there's no denying that. It's not too often that I don't go like a three, five, two, three every single year with your primos and you know defence and up forward. It's it's that you know safest houses kind of aspect and and that's what I normally like. But right now I've just got those two that I think that I think they're underpriced. Taranto and Rao. Um, I honestly see them both doing probably close to one five, one ten. So um, I'm liking them there too. And I don't have that two hundred that you have. Uh, who is your two hundred thousand dollar player at the moment? Uh, Brady Campbell. Yeah. Oh, I see. I got him up forward. Um, I think that's where we'll probably differ. That I can just flick him around. Um, so yeah, that's my midfield. You yeah. ruck, and, and this is the department I really want to talk about. You happy fit, leaving mids there? Go yep. Um, now I know right now we're both Gorn Grundy, and I'd say Flynn on the bench, maybe Tracy up forward or something. Odd a question. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about yesterday. If Tom Fullerton got named round one, Matty Flynn got named round one, and um, Tracy got named round one, yeah. have we actually got confirmation on how to pronounce this guy's name? Is it Tracy? I think it's Tracy. I think okay. it All right, cool. Could there be a possibility that you could go get really one of the big guys and go in those three bottom dollar rucks knowing that one of them would be there? Because Fullerton's a ruck forward as well. Yep, I promise you, I'll do it. Yep. Okay. I promise that if all three are there round one, uh, Grundy won't be in my team. And what will happen is, you yeah, talk about structure, Tracy will remain forward line. Well, it doesn't really matter where he is. Yeah. Forward line. Uh, Flynn will be ruck two. Fullerton will assume the, the bench on uh, either ruck three or forward A, just to be interchangeable with Tracy. Yeah. So there's always kind of coverage, you hope, between the three of them. Um, and Grundy would be converting to someone like Jackson McCray. Because yep. I think the combination of Jackson McRae and Flynn, who would be a sole number one ruckman, would earn more points than Grundy and whatever kind of midfielder on field in that midfield eight. Yeah, no, so, and I strongly agree with that. That's yeah. why I was having... Man, you should have seen after... Oh, last night, I was, I was just sitting here basically on myself doing a bit of research. You should have seen how hard I was trying to search for some news on Fullerton like in a pre-season game. But there wasn't anything. So that's just a you know a little bit of fun and a devil's advocate there. But Gorn Grundy, Flynn, you know, we're, I, you've, I'm assuring most people listening to this pod and how big we are on Gorn because of that kind of fixture, even though he's slightly more expensive. Um, you, yeah. Because you don't get one Gorn bumps you get. No, you're going to get two. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, so right now we're both Gorn Grundy, Flynn. Have you uh, experimented with anything else after the Bruce news? No, so I mean, that, that literally the only thing I'm thinking about there is the thing that you've raised, and that's if all three named Flynn, Tracy, Fullerton, um, and I already know what my plan is, that Grundy will just turn into Jackson McRae. That's just how it's going to work. And up forward, mate, Where's, uh, how are we looking there? Um, I want three, um, an absolute minimum premiums here, because I think, um, I think they're really good point-scoring premiums. Now, I know there's a few... Rookies floating around as well, and I don't mind the idea of starting one of them potentially in the midfield if you feel like as well. So, you know, potentially for me, that Heppel kind of selection could be danger field, and then I pick another rookie in the forward line depending on how things go. But at the moment, I sit at three premiums uh, Danger, Dunks, and Dusty, uh, three Ds. Um, and then I've gone two um, injury prone mid prices, Corey, yep. <laughs> in uh, Zebes and Danaher. And then I'll, I'll round it off with um, Will Kelly, who's a more expensive option as well, and and then uh, 117k and uh, Tracy on bench. Yep. So I'm a 
little bit different, but very, very similar. Uh, on the three Ds as well, Dusty Dunks and Dangerfield. I've then got what I call as my rotating Fallen Primo F4. So I'm going to go one of Danaher, Impy, and I really doubt I'll pick Zebul, but I want to see what's going on with Zebul. And the reason I only want one of them is because I can't see all three absolutely popping. I can't see all three playing enough games to kind of get through there. So at the moment, I've got Impy just because he's the bottom dollar one. Now, this could change. I could chuck a little bit of Braden Cam on Braden Campbell and go up, but... I just think there's too much risk involved in that kind of position. What do you do? Is, is it worth a trade? Where am I going down to? Where are they playing? So I need to see some time on ground. I need to see what happens. I'm going to be watching the preseason really closely, but for now, I only want one of them. Um, I'm happy two. I think you take two out of three, and I think I'm ruling him be out at this point. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. I, 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 there is so much rubbish hype around Zebul. I, I, I truly believe that. Like, this kind of stuff happens every single preseason. Jack Zebul is not a good enough football to play halfback flank for a year. Every every year, he's priced at between I reckon three sixty and four twenty. Though you're getting a huge discount. On but that don't forget that around. every year that happens, and most of those years he played a lot more time in the midfield. I wouldn't even say he's played in field time over the past like in five years. He's just sat in the fourth pocket or he's been injured. Yeah. Um, so, again, I mean, that's just difference of opinion. I'm more bullish on Zebul than you, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, I can't stand Nippy at the moment. He's the one I'm t totally turned off, and yeah. you're totally turned off Zebul. That's okay. So I think we find mutual ground on Danaher that Danaher is a non-negotiable. Um, the I think it, you can start two of them. I don't like the idea of starting three unless you're running a two premium forward line, which I'm not um, entirely content with. But I think the saving grace here is there seems to be a lot of forward rookie names floating around, which um, should one of them get injured on any given week, you, you should have some depth on your bench. So players like Rowe from Adelaide and Tracy, who I think will be um, sort of good depth, just kind of players, um, but kind of senior, uh, sorry, regular kind of games to provide coverage. And if loopholes kind of work your way, then you might be okay. But um, I reckon that's the other structure people are floating yeah. with. Is they're my, looking at two. My big worry, I don't think you can go two because I just think that you that's the one line where you've got the guaranteed probably top five almost sitting there. Uh, whereas down back, you know, you you really only know the two primo defenders by season end, like 100%. Like, everyone else kind of has their own little percentile. Um, the, and the other thing that worries me about that position, Bombs, is if one of them gets injured, like, you know, talking one, two, three, and I don't mind two. I mean, I'll, I'll will have it playing. We'll have a look with two. But the reason I don't think you can get three, because if one of them gets injured, it's not a one-week injury. Not, yeah, not with not. all three, like players in their injury history. If they get injured, mate, scrap them. you, you got to trade them because they're sitting at least three plus out and fucking between Zeeble, Impey and Danaher, they're probably sitting out the whole season. Like, Yeah, I mean, don't forget, we're only after eight rounds from them. I mean, that's realistically all we need. We only need the first eight games and even if they all play seven out of eight, I think that's a that's a big win and you would have made 150k by that point and, um, and that might be enough then to, to offload them if... Um, yep. You know, if the time's right. But the thing is, with how obvious the forward line players are, some people might think, gee, I'm doing a lot of upgrades to my forward line. So I start the three primos, I start a few of those guys, they're good to go after rounds nine or ten. I've almost finished my forward line. It's 
not even a halfway point of the year. So I think some people might be thinking, look, I might just go a little bit light on the forward line. I might just run these guys the first eight, nine weeks and then upgrade my forward line first and maybe just pay um, money for some of these guys in the midfield who potentially uh, are a lot you know, harder to kind of get to um, a little later on. Yeah, and look, if you've got the money there, definitely go get them. Like, if you've got 50k sitting there and you can put it on, you know, someone to get Danaher or 100k, whatever it is, or Zeeble or MP, you probably just pay it to get it because you know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then I've obviously got Campbell as well. I mean, I don't know how I could not have him just sitting there at the moment with how much you're talking this kid up. I think you call him the Nab Rising star winner already. And yeah, haven't seen anything. And then I got a 135 in Will Kelly, the 117, the 102 in Tracy. So, um, yeah, a bit of flexibility. I think we're very, we're very similar. Um, it's funny because we're very similar in almost structure-wise, but the things that we're looking at are very, very different. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. and that's generally, I, I, I don't know about you, man, but look, I think um, in most kind of circles we sort of speak or play in, the majority of teams are generally the same because yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, primos are primos and the big dogs are the big dogs, right? And everyone wants them. So um, what kind of differs teams are those little kind of separations, um, you know, players, you know, nine, you know, 18 to 22 comes year end when, you know, at the moment we could be looking at Walsh the Toronto or something like that. Um, and, you know, obviously early season it's going to be, you know, Heppel and Beeble versus, you know, Jimby and someone else, you know, maybe Matty Rail or something like that. It just kind of depends how and where you spend your money and what your kind of strategy is. But the proven strategy over many years, Corey, is that if you get the premiums right and you don't overdo the mid prices and you've got those ones right, then you're well on your way to finishing the top one game. Yeah. No, you're not wrong there, mate. You're not wrong there. and It's great. Look, we're not, we're not going to drag this conversation on. We weren't really even going to talk players. We kind of just used the players' names as a way to explain what's going on. But uh, I enjoyed this podcast, Bonds. I imagine you would have, Corey. One of the quickest ones we've done so far. You can call this one a quick fire if you like. Yeah, <laughs> quick fire team structure. Now, I think we're over the quick fire name, and I only like to call them quick fire if they're over 45 minutes, so... I don't want to confuse the listeners. Anything else to add, my friend? I'll just let you know what. Um, so Brett actually got back to me. Remember the last body? Yep. I was actually sending him a text message, and um, he responded actually two minutes after we finished the podcast. And goes, "I'm home. What are you doing?" Discord question mark. And I've just left him on red, Corey. It's been 24 hours, and I don't plan on responding for another two days, really just to like give him some of his own treatment back. That's all I was. I really like that, mate. I really like it. <laughs> All right, Elitis. Well, if you haven't looked, we got the recap fire, uh, the recap quick fire uh, chat that went up yesterday. Um, we had the we've all, all got the team podcast out, so we've got pretty plenty of content to get you through this week. Um, I'd assume that we'd probably find something to talk about at some stage, Bombs. Awesome. All right, Elitis. On behalf of Bombs, myself, and the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash sc elites. Peace out, community. Thank you for listening.